Hello, everyone. I'm Trent Luce. Welcome to another edition of Rural Routes, the program where we gather every day at this time. Well, we do it Monday through Friday anyway. And what we do when we gather is continue to address the issues between rural and urban America. And it is Thursday already, Jenny Swigert. Can it really be Thursday? Uh, it just flew again this week. Yeah. The older I get, the faster it goes by, it seems. That is how it works. Are you ready for Tuesday? Yes, I think so. You're in a state that doesn't look good for the president. You know that, right? Correct. Yes. We have done it before. Um, I'm not sure that that's how I would like it to go. Yeah. But we have we have been able to. And Steve, I think that you can probably add into that as well because you're in Illinois too, correct? Yeah. Yeah. From the greater Chicago area. Jenny, every time you line up a guest, they come from the Chicago area. What's up with that? I love Chicago. <laughs> Steve, who could love Chicago? I, you know, I, I go to Chicago as rarely as I possibly can. <laughs> I am not a city person by it, any stretch. It's because you're, It's because you're too busy going to Kentucky participating in cockfighting. Is that the story? <laughs> I'll tell Joining you is, I'll tell you from, is oh, Hold on, hold on. Joining, let me like, do this. I'll, I want to do this proper. Joining us from the greater Chicago area, not that he's a Chicago guy, Steve Hindy, the founder of Shark, showing animals kindness and respect. And uh, we think it was about 15 years ago that we met. And so I thought we would uh, get an animal rights activist on here with us this week. How's that sound, Steve? Let's do it. (laughs) All right. Perfect. All right. I interrupted you. You were going to say something about cockfighting. No, I, I was just uh, I was going to say that I uh, stay out of Chicago as much as I can because there's too many people, and I like animals more than people. <laughs> I thought it would play into your narrative. <laughs> let, let me rephrase. I love Arlington Heights, but what, it's near why? Chicago. Why do you love Arlington Heights? That's where my mom is from, and that's where my oh. grandparents are. Oh, that's oh, that makes, that yeah, works. that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Steve loves chickens more than his mom and his grandparents, though. I think that's what he just said. <laughs> Not exactly, but you go with it, Trent. That's a Let me set show. the stage here. So we think it Please. was 15 years ago. The Illinois was host to the National High School Rodeo Finals. I walked into the performance on an afternoon. I remember somebody came to me and they said, look who's down there. I looked down there. And there's Steve Hindy, who I'd never met before at that point in time. And there is nobody sitting within 12 feet of him before social distancing is cool. So naturally, I found the most available seat in the house right next to him. And he tried to blow me off. And he realized after a while I wasn't going to leave. So we ended up having a very cordial conversation and uh, not have not had a communication for quite some time. But you're still at it working on what you think is on behalf of the animals. Well, you know, we just, we see something that we think is a, a bad setup for animals. We record it. You saw how I operate. Uh, you know, very little in the way of protests and that kind of thing. Cause I, I just like to let people see what it is that I'm looking at so they mm-hmm. can make up their own mind. Seems like the all American thing to do. Yeah, what I saw that day, which I thought was very clever, and I give you kudos for this, you were the distraction while other people were off gathering the data that you wanted to make it look like bad things were happening. Well, it, it, we didn't make it look like bad things were happening. If you remember, Trent, they were actually they were shocking animals, which was a violation of their own rules. 
And when we nailed them for shocking animals, they went to, if you remember, and I can send you a link to the video mm-hmm. if, you, if, you, if you lost it or whatever, the guy had a like a steel ring on that had a point on the inside of it. I mean, this is crazy stuff. This is, you know, and, and he, of course, is trying to hide it. And when they tried to hide the stuff, uh, that's because they know that it's very problematic. It uh, violates your own rules, and it violates, you know, just the average person's uh, sense of common decency. So I it mean, also makes those I mean, of that us was really the issue who raise uh, poultry look bad. Whoa, 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 whoa. We're talking about rodeo. I'm sorry. Oh, oh Jenny I'm was sorry. using I it. I thought we were talking about Kentucky cockfighting. Okay. No. Now, wait, 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 wait. Oh, we'll get there, Jenny. We'll get, we'll get there. there. There's plenty of time. We'll go there now if you want, Trent, or whatever you want. No, 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 no. I'm well, be- confused now. Well, you're confused. Which animals? All right, let's just do this, Jenny. Oh, these were horses. Why? Why, why, why horses. are you doing what you're doing, Steve? Who is shark? Well, as you said, showing animals respect and kindness. You got the kindness and respect mixed up, but that's okay. It's early. Uh, I was trying to decrease your funding opportunities when people search it incorrectly. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Beautiful. I love it. Uh, (laughs) That's good. Uh, You know, there are a lot of animal groups out there. And for what it's worth, I mean, most of them, I, I think, are near to worthless. Uh, I mean, I am not, you know, I am not a supporter of the animal rights industry. And that's exactly what I call it. It used to be a movement, but I've called it I've called it out for years as now being a a money making industry. And I despise that. Uh, But for our part. You know, we don't take our clothes off. We're not PETA. You know, you saw how I work. Mm -hmm. And when you say that I was a distraction on that day at the rodeo, I, I really wasn't. Uh, that wasn't my intent. My intent was to do what everybody else was doing in the organization, which was sim- simply to film the rodeo. Unfortunately, you know, because, uh, you know, you, you remember the one guy behind me? that. Was yep, like, I do. And I, I told him this yeah. wasn't the way to handle this. So, that, right. You certainly did. And you were certainly right. Uh, so the, the way to handle it, as you put it, you know, the way for the rodeo people to handle it is to follow their own rules. <laughs> At least that's a start. And not to do the things that they know other people will find to be cruel because mm-hmm. they are. And, uh, you know, that. so on that day, I ended up being a distraction. But that's not the intent. The intent is simply that if, if we see something that we feel is problematic, that we film it so that other people can see it too, and they arrive at their own judgment. Wouldn't you agree, though, that I could go to any event whether it was with people or animals, let's just focus on people for a moment. I could go to any event and video something and put it into context that makes it look like cruel and unusual punishment towards well, people. You know, you could, you, I guess you could do that. Mm-hmm. In the case of, let's, whether it's rodeo, whether it's cockfights, whether it's pigeon shoots, you know, all these things that we document, it's, they're not one-offs. They're not one-offs. When you see somebody shocking horses at a rodeo, the very next thing we do is we go to the rodeo's rules, which say you right. can't shock horses at a rodeo. And you or you go to a veterinarian, you know, and you go, 
it, it they're not one-offs. We're not we're not just trying to set people up. We're trying to create a body of evidence which everybody can look at. You can look at it. Uh, Jenny can look at it. And you know, and, and I, I, like I say, you juxtapose that with the rules, with veterinary opinions, or with law and all that kind of thing. And uh, you know, if it's cockfighting. I don't know what you know what somebody's opinion on cockfighting might be. Their opinion is their opinion, but the first thing I look at is the law, and it's illegal. It's illegal across the United States. Uh, so that's the first problem that any cockfight supporters got to deal with, and and uh, you know so th- that's how we do it. We're not we're not trying to set up crazy stuff. We're just making a body of evidence, yeah. which is then examined and re-examined over and over again. And I feel very comfortable about what we do. Don't don't you respect that kind of thing? I mean, if if, if somebody's going to go after a corrupt politician or right. a corporation well, that's uh, you know polluting, I mean, that's what you do. You set up your body of evidence. That's what you do in a court case. Well, right off, if, if there's a rule saying you cannot use a handheld electric prod in a uh, rough stock event, you either have to fix the rule or not use an electric prod. But I don't think we can paint a picture that it's used all the time. And I don't think we can make it sound like, you know, we were breaking these rules until Steve Hindy and his secret camera showed up. That's that, that generalization. I think you've been the master at taking a little example and making it look like it's the generalization happening with everybody participating. 30 seconds. Uh, the very fact that it's not done all the time and is against the rules means it shouldn't be done at all. The very fact that uh, almost all of the rodeos that we go to are either uh, the Professional Rodeo Cowboys Association or some high school rodeos, because unfortunately they've been pro- they've you know proven to us that they're they're pretty dirty mm-hmm. as far as the shocking and all that kind of thing. Uh, What's amazing to me, I mean, if I was a commissioner of the PRCA, I'd say, look, you shock a horse, you're out of the PRCA for good. That's it. You know, in the beginning, if it's a rule, it needs to be followed. I don't want to interrupt you, Steve, but I do need to go to a break. It's a rural route, Steve Hindy. My guest, he's from Shark, Jenny Swigert. She is a shark, so it's just all infested waters today. <laughs> the stand at Paxton County. Watch the movie. Now, this is interesting. I talk about how animal rights groups work at setting up people who own animals Steve Hindy was not involved in the situation that led to the stand at Paxton County, but it shows you how this does take place. And by the way, HSUS, who he already named, was involved in this particular situation. So watch the stand at Paxton County on Netflix. Just like that, we are in the segment two. More roll out after this. Welcome back to Roll Route. Trent Loose alongside Steve Hindy with Shark Jenny Schweigert. He's probably never going to like him, Jenny, no matter how well he gets to know Steve. I have a, a level of respect for him that extends beyond anybody else in the animal rights community. But I did want to just expand upon something you said because um, you were talking about the animal rights industry. And Wayne Paselli was the leader. He made it all about the money and nothing about the animals. That guy was a master of that, and I know you called him out on it. Several. He he was running a brothel at HSUS. 
people would have the opportunity. You know what? You know what HSUSA actually stands for? Have sex, you stay. If you have sex with their donors, you get to stay as an intern with the organization. Why didn't they get more negative attention about that, Steve? You know, I can't possibly answer that. I've been trying to raise the issues in in what used to be a movement that is now an industry for years. I mean, I've tr- I tried really hard. Ostracized myself and Shark largely in the process. I don't care. I didn't get into this because I wanted to be popular in the movement. Uh, I didn't get in- certainly didn't get into it for money. I've never made a penny doing this. Uh, quite the opposite. I, I end up putting plenty of money in. You know, we're doing at Shark, we're doing what we're doing for one reason, and that's uh, because these are animal issues that we really believe in. And I can't answer for these other groups because I frankly would not be operating like that, and I, I think it's despicable. So don't, yeah, don't look for any for defense for those guys from me. Yeah. Well, if I can help use you to destroy their credibility, I'm all about it, though. Have at it. You know, I mean, they, I just, I'm, I'm not going to defend them. That's why would I try? So I, I don't want to paint you as a, a rosy kind of friendly guy, but really what you've said so far is that you're trying to hold animal use industries accountable to their own set of rules. Actually, we agree on that, if that's what you're saying. And and let me be clear, not necessarily to your own set of rules. Uh, I mean, certainly if those are being violated, that's the first spot we're going to hit. But if you, you know, if if we see something that is inherently cruel, you may support it. It, You may be good with it. If if we're not, we're going to create that same body of evidence and bring that in front of the public so that they can form their own opinion. Just so we can be clear on that. I don't, I don't, you know. Yeah, except I can show you plenty of case and points. And rodeo, by the way, would be a great example where everyday ranch activities for the health and well-being of the animal viewed and taken out of context looks like brutality and cruelty. And they're two different things. But we are not talking about, you know, a, a ranch activity. We're talking about a rodeo. Which are uh, all based on ranch activities, except bull riding. Okay, that that's fine. You know, <laughs> let me let me just throw out something that that we can get real quick. Okay, uh, castration of people is every now and then something that has to happen. Okay, like in a medical certain medical settings, a castration is something that has to happen. We don't set it up as an entertainment. <laughs> Okay, because that's just like what? What are you doing? And and so to where 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 does rodeo use castration as entertainment? No, I'm not talking about castration, but roping, for instance, the roping of a calf. And look, you've seen roping on ranches, yes. Mm -hmm. Actually, I had to rope a calf just this week, and I was thinking about you because I knew we were having this conversation. If I didn't catch and treat that calf, the calf would be dead. I absolutely I, I roped him. And if it had been videoed, it would look bad. And by the way, the calf's still alive today. Did you jerk him down? I had to. You had to jerk the calf down. You didn't give him any slack as that rope was going tight. You give him any slack. Sure you did. I know you did, Trent. That's the way you Mm -hmm. would rope him. A jerk down's not that way. A jerk down is, and it's it's a practiced move. A jerk down is not even something that, 
that that a novice can pull off. Jenny, you are are you into rodeo some? I have um, connections to I mean, you, well. The do you know the Illinois... difference between the, between the roping when you throw the rope? You know, you throw the rope and it naturally falls to one side or the other. In fact, you flick it to one side or the other because you don't want to foul up the legs of the calf or your horse for that matter, right? So you throw the rope, you, you, you pop the rope to where you want it to be so it's clear, and you give a little slack as it's going tight so that the animal's brought around, and that's what you do. In a jerk down, it's not that way. A jerk down, they throw the rope, and the weight of the knot, falls off to one side or the other of the neck. But what they do, and that's the way the calf's going to go. This side, they're going to fall that way. This side, they're going to go that way. They throw the rope, and just as the rope's about to go tight, they flip the rope up. Have you ever seen them flip a rope up? What happens, it brings a knot to the... Very rarely. And we here in central Illinois, actually, um, probably about five miles from here, is where many of the youth in Illinois train for the high school finals and at the high school level here in Illinois. And that is something that is not, um, it's very much discouraged. Sure it is. It's it's a fact it's against the rules again, as with the shocking. But so when you see a contestant flip the rope up, you know exactly what they're doing. They're trying for a jerk down. And, And I'll tell you where they will largely do this. For instance, it, it, it was something that is it's, it's almost a habitual at the Cheyenne Rodeo for two reasons. Cheyenne brags about using larger cabs, larger than the rules even allow. And so because of the size of the calves, the contestants have a lot of problems bringing the calves down. If they don't knock that calf down, they're probably never going to get them down because the calf's going to overpower them. So they use jerk downs over and over and over again, which is why they kill so many calves in Cheyenne. And it's like nobody is, it's not something that happens in secret. It's right there. They do it because the calf is so large and they do it because they know they won't get called, even though it has violated PRCA rules for years. And see, these are things that we're yelling about. And frankly, I feel like, you know, like Trent, you and, I don't know, Jenny, but to some degree, you know, perhaps Jenny, you automatically think that we're saying something about you that isn't true. Listen, I've been dealing with jerk downs and the shockings and, and like the steer busting and stuff like that for years. I've, I sent you some of the videos. You see the video mm-hmm. of the of the veterinarian who was denying what happened. I did watch busting? that video. I mean, look, the thing to do here, you want to make it, my job hard. See to it that they follow the rules. You see, yeah, to it that they I don't, I don't in any way, and- shape, or form understand, Steve, why there's a set of rules that are not followed. But I do understand in ranch activities, you need to do the quickest, most efficient method possible to get that calf on the ground so they can be treated and get back to business. No but cowboy, we're not talking about a ranch. no particular, no contestant wants to inflict pain on an animal. No, and, and I'm not going to say reality. that it doesn't happen. We have to we have to be able to treat the animal if the animal is ill. If we let the animal suffer, that is not humane. Jenny, that you've gone you've gone to meeting... ranch work. You're going you're yes, going to I ranch have. work. I you haven't heard me say anything about ranch work. Not a word. You're not gonna hear me say anything about ranch work today. Not a word. 
I'm talking about rodeo. I'm talking right. about rodeo's rules and the rules not being followed. And then when you when you when when we write to over and over, write to the commissioner of the PRCA, whoever the commissioner is, Correct. but the current commissioner especially because he's the current commissioner. Uh, whose name is escaping me at the moment? I'm I'm surprised because we've addressed. You've been too moment. busy chasing cockfighters. That's why. Ah, well, that's there's something to that. Uh, <laughs> uh, I I guess I don't. This is how I like to handle things, and it's not always agreeable to others. But I I like to build relationships with folks like you who have opposing views to myself, and you know build a healthy relationship. And then you can then feel comfortable to come with me and I can advocate for you and you can build those relationships also at the PRCA level as well, rather than sending that out. And many times, I think, at least from what I have seen, those are exceptions to the rule. That is not what is happening. That's a very wide brush to paint, which I'm also guilty of doing all the time. But, but that's, that's what should exception. make it so. Thirty seconds. And those exceptions Steve. are are what need to be addressed, rather than right. getting people who do not understand what's happening riled up and involved, based on what then becomes like a game of phone and misinformation. Well, there's there's not misinformation. And but it becomes misinformation. All right. So I'm going to have to go to a break now. We'll come back and sort out the misinformation. I want to remind you about Certified <laughs> Piedmontese. An opportunity to be a part of the Certified Piedmontese system is at your hands. Contact Marlon Will with Lone Creek Cattle Company. This is all about the myostatin gene and a tender beef eating experience. Get details about how you can achieve a premium and get closer to the consumer's food dollar at LoneCreekCattleCo.com. More Steve Hendy, Jenny Swagger, Trent Luce on a roll route. The second half right after this. Welcome back to Roll Route, Trent Loose, alongside Steve Hendy of Shark, Jenny Schweigert. Both of those coming to us from Illinois. I'm in the greater livestock state of Nebraska. Uh, Steve, are you a meat eater? No. That's why you're so much smarter than me, Trent. I know. Meat eaters are smarter. Dr. Georgia E. has all of your details if you want to get those. (laughs) It's not relevant to the conversation, but, you know. I like it, though. (laughs) Uh, okay, so Steve, you want to pick it up on where Jenny was going before I had to rudely interrupt? Well, look, it's not a question of, of whether all the horses are shocked. They're not. I mean, because it's against the rules. But when when you then find these issues that arise and and the sanctioning body, the body that claims to, you know, have all these humane rules and 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 nothing is done. They won't even respond. Uh, that's that's a big problem. I mean, you know, I, w- does it matter if you're talking about a sport or government or whatever? When when the rules are set up and violations are found and nothing is done, well, then 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 the entire activity and the entire association is tainted, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like the turd in the pool. How many has to be there before you want out of the pool? And, and, and that's where, where we're at because, and it doesn't, like I said, it doesn't matter which commissioner it is right now. Uh, 
it could be Troy Ellerman, you know, it could it could be whoever it was. They all ignore the problems when they pop up. I mean, clearly, I don't think that they ignore. I think you, you have um, you have great experience. You have been advocating very respectfully. Um, I give you kudos for that. All in general in life, you know, there are important things to say, but there's also the way that that is delivered. And if you have not delivered that in a way that's going to gain their respect, they will not open the door and have a conversation. And I'm not saying they being PRCA, I'm talking they in general. That's just how society works. That's psychology. That's human behavior. So finding ways to first build respect and then working on finding a way to solve the problem. Jenny, is that something that you've tried? Jenny, uh, way back in the beginning, 1993, my first rodeo, Wakanda Rodeo, IPRA event, when we found things that weren't supposed to be happening, we tried to contact them. And from, from the very first time, we were, we were nothing but rebuffed. They can't stand to have the evidence right there in front of their face. Now, listen, I don't candy coat things, and I don't apologize for not candy coating things. Call it the cowboy in me. But you know what? When, when Trent brings up HSUS or PETA or whoever, when he brings up something that stinks on my side, you're not going to see me try to defend it in any way, shape, or form. You bring on to bring up something that Shark did that you think was out of line. I'm gonna I'm gonna take it head on. I thought that that was the cowboy way, but it certainly is not. I'm gonna tell you, and and for that matter, George Taylor, the current commissioner of the PRCA, is not a cowboy. Not not even in his own mind is he a cowboy. They hired a guy who is more into into media. That's what they're always looking for to try and expand their reach. But I'm just talking about, look, the guy's the commissioner. He makes the big bucks. He's at the top of the hill. And when I bring him evidence, I expect him to take it on, if not like a cowboy, how about just like a decent human being, just like a professional? I know I don't candy coat it. I'm not sending him Fannie Mae's with that, with that video. I'm just saying, here's the video. What are you going to do? I'm not trying to be his friend. Um have you seen changes in rodeo since 1998? I'm curious your perspective. We've seen small changes, and we would say this to anybody. doesn't matter if I'm your show or anybody else's show. We've seen small changes, but we have a long, long way to go. And, and the changes that have occurred <laughs> have, have happened only because, I mean, you know, there's been so much evidence and they, they look so bad, they've lost sponsors. I mean, and that's why we go after the sponsors is because that seems to be the only thing that moves these guys is losing money. But what you just said is we go after. That's, that's an approach that human psychology does not tend to accept very willingly. Well, and we, we go after sponsors because when we first tried to make contact with these mm -hmm. associations, we were nothing but rebuffed. In fact, here, I'll, I'll, I'll throw in. But do they see you as HSUS? Let me throw in an exception. Well, listen, at this point in the road, some 
25 years after we've started, you know, examining rodeos, they certainly know that we're not HSUS or PETA or anybody else. They know shark is shark. But I was not aware of shark and I've had animal rights activists actually come to our property. So I am fairly familiar with animal rights activists because I am very keen and watching what's going to, who's coming here and what they're seeing. But I had never heard of shark until yesterday. Well, let me point out that the, uh, uh, what is it? The Western, the Western stock show and rodeo in Denver. I'm going to, I'm going to throw them out there as an exception uh, because we have filmed on a number of occasions. Uh, for instance, years back, maybe 10 years ago or something like that, I filmed them shocking horses at the Denver Rodeo. Denver Rodeo banned it, knocked out the prods. Uh, this year, earlier this year, we filmed a woman who, uh, one of the stock contractors, who was stabbing animals with a, a piece of metal because she couldn't shock. And another guy, another another stock contractor, Servi, was uh, was really roughing uh, horses up in the chute. And mm, I watched and, that video. That was not roughing up horses in the chute. But go ahead, well, Steve. Well, they thought it was. They, they yeah. Ban- they, they thought they it was because they didn't want possible negative media attention. There was nothing rough or brutal, brutal about that video. But go ahead. Well, pulling that horse's head around like that and, and the slapping around the you know, st- sticking fingers in the ears and stuff like that. That's not what you should do. N- not when, Trent, these horses, according to the rodeo lore, are born to buck, mm-hmm. right? That is what they say. Yeah. They're but- bred to buck. They're born to buck. They they want a buck. That's what the rodeo people tell us. And so when you see a horse that clearly does not want a buck, they shouldn't be bucked. Except that wasn't what was happening. The horse was trying to go down in that chute at that time. It doesn't have a mental capacity to say, I don't I don't want that gate to open and me to buck. That's just not what that horse was doing. What happens you, when a horse does go down? I've not been in the chutes. I've well, they need to, the cowboy the needs to get off of the horse, get the horse relaxed, stand back up, and go forward. That's so right. So the horse and, in and danger if, and the... And if, rider. And the rider. He's not in danger. You just, you, the guy gets off, you open up yeah. the gate, you let the and horse it over. Walks out. That's it. That's right. how it's supposed to work. But when when it doesn't work that way, then that's where the problem comes in. Look, if you're going to set up rules, the best thing to do is follow the rules. If you mm-hmm. don't follow the rules and somebody comes and documents that and exposes it, don't complain. That's just that's definitely not the cowboy way. Uh, I want to. We're, we're already over halfway through our third segment. Excuse me, you suddenly seem to be spending a lot of time in the uh, cockfighting world. Uh, Kudos to you, Steve Hendy. Uh, You went into a cockfighting meeting in Kentucky recently. That's what garnered my attention again. What do you see going on with this, and and why are you placing your attention here? (laughs) Well, for one thing, most of the rodeo has been knocked out by COVID. Uh, So you had free time? Well, we had time to look at another issue. Yeah, we were uh, the rodeos keep us quite busy. Otherwise, the pigeon shoots, COVID kind of hit them, too. And they, uh, you know, we've exposed them so badly, they become as hard to find as a as a dogfight, maybe harder. 
And so, yeah, we had we had time on our hands. Kentucky was reasonably close. It's absolutely illegal. And the big groups, mainly HSUS, used cockfight cockfighting as a fundraising prop and then walked away, declared victory and walked away when there's probably more cockfighting now than than it has been since it was uh, legal. So we decided uh, to deal with it. I have a, 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 a viewer who suggested that you said on a radio program that all the women there were prostitutes and being raped. What, what's that about? No, we didn't say that. What we said, what we've done is we've quoted a grand jury report, which I'll be happy to send to you, you know, when we get done here. A grand jury report from Mon- a civil grand jury in Monterey County, California. Uh, they were dealing with an, an anti, well, a, a, a rooster ordinance, where you had to get a, you had to get a permit if you had more than five roosters because they're trying to cut down the the cockfight supply. So these guys have got hundreds of, of game roosters. I mean, they're supplying cockfights, and they're trying to they're trying to put a stop to that. So. The grand jury issued a report. I don't know anybody on the grand jury, but and and one of the things they said is that cockfighting is a linked to other crimes, including uh, drugs, weapons, gangs, prostitution, and I forget what else they said. That was their report, not ours. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and we we quote it. So you think that cockfighting is cruel and unusual? Well, I don't think there's any question about that. Well, you can't say that because you could have. I can have chicken. I can have chickens in my yard that will do the same thing. It's just that I don't have people gathered around betting on them. Roosters fight for dominance. Yeah, you have pheasant roosters do that every day, right? Um, You have humans do it every day. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. But now, now one thing that we're going to totally agree on. Is there is no place to put any paraphernalia on a bird to assist in a cockfight? But that's the whole thing that they do, and, and that, that that's there's no there's no rooster in my yard that's got a razor blade tied to its leg. They're just on their own fighting for their place in nature. Okay, right. I disagree with cockfighting. Why? Period. <laughs> um, Why? I. It's nature. I have my own. It is nature, and I have. My own cockfights here. Um, Your roosters fight for dominance, and one of just them like my bulls to, do, and and, uh, so you, and dogs do, but we don't allow dog fighting. Yeah, and that's where we'll pick it up when we come back with the final segment of Roll Route. Before I let you go, I want to remind you about looking at the genomics of these animals. We look at the genomics from a standpoint of eating quality. We also look at them from a standpoint of disease resistance and all things that make precision agriculture truly what it is. Neogen is on top of that, shining a light on your genetic future. That's what Neogen does. Get more details about these genomic opportunities like we've never had before at Neogen.com. We're back with the final segment of Roll Route. Steve Hendy, Jenny Swagger. after this. Welcome back. Roll Route, Trent Loose alongside Steve Hendy, Jenny Swaggart, Steve, I I didn't. Oh, I cut you off every time, so I come back. I, I not on purpose. The, no, the clock says I got to go. I got to go. But all animals do that, including okay, as you said. Okay, but I have people. a question. What benefit does that bring to the poultry industry, to the ag industry? What I mean, what Who is said it has humans? A What's the point of doing it? I don't understand that. I guess explain that to me. Why? 
But what's the point of I doing mean, what? Cockfighting? Yeah. What is the point? Well, you want to, to talk about? Money, I, to I, I'm I'm going to open the door for Steve Hindy in a way that he's just going to sit there and smile. But if you read the Constitution, they are your property. And who says we should have laws protecting animals which are your property? Because what's going to happen? I'm not for animal abuse. I'm in no way, shape, or form think they should abuse people or animals. But the law is superseding itself and talking about giving legal protection to these animals. It's wrong. Steve, I'm you want I'm just going to watch you guys argue about this. <laughs> I'll jump in anytime you want. Yeah. I, well. I, I, okay. So, yes, we totally agree on constitutional freedoms. No, we don't. I, no, you're telling me you don't agree. Well, but I have been, we had this rooster. <laughs> it's been several years ago. Um, and he seemed to only dislike me. We and I ended up putting him down because I was scared that he was going to hurt my kids. He literally flew at me with his spurs, and I had blood on my thighs and bruising. Mm-hmm. And I just think, what is the point of forcing? They don't I know force that that's anything. what happens in nature, but well, if they're putting razor blades and they're putting that's wrong i never that's not constitutional in any way shape or form but that's what's happening it sounds like okay what's happening is that we're giving we're giving legal protection to animals we're giving more rights to animals than we are to kids and people and homeless individuals and veterans and it comes to the point in time when they're going to say you Ginny, are a criminal because you put that chicken down for no reason whatsoever. It is a precursor to everybody living in a meatless world like Steve Hendy. That's I really what you're walking down that. that path. Trent, Steve? I, I, I think you're just I think you're way off base, buddy. And I would expect that. <laughs> Let me explain what a cockfight really is. Jenny's absolutely right. They have, they have put on either you know, gaffs. Or, I, but, but you have no you have no credence there because I'm not that, that's not part of nature. I am not supporting that in any way, shape, or form. But if you go to a cockfight, that is absolutely what you're going to have. They don't have. I don't know that. I've never been to a cockfight, so I don't know that. Okay, but but I know it. And they're not going to use let them use their natural spurs. They attach weapons, and uh, there's a lot of problems. There's so, so many problems here that the. They, they're going to attach weapons and these birds, you know, at, at once, at one point, and oftentimes it's very early in the fight, one of them becomes disabled. I mean, they're just, they're down on the ground and the fight is over with, except these guys will pick them up and will put them nose to nose again. And, and because of their breeding and the drugs that they've had put in them, if, if that animal can breathe, He'll try to fight, even though when you put him down, he can't even stand up. And and the other bird will will literally will cut that bird and stab that bird and peck their eyes out. I've, and these fights can go on for literally over an hour, where one bird is still alive because they 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 you know they have an instinct to survive, and yet the the fight is over with. And these guys, I mean, they're they're so sadistic about it. I've seen birds turn tail and run where they'll grab these two birds again and put them face to face all over again. You know, um, it's Roy over Jones, at that point. I'm sorry. It should be over at that point. Well, of course. I mean, but, it, 
and yeah. they never should have had weapons attached to begin with and all this kind of thing. I agree. And you, you know, you're so right that, you know, and people fight, horses fight, uh, dogs fight. But what we don't do, certainly in the kids, let's say kids, kids fight. You know what we don't do is put them head to head when we know they have an instinct, uh, an inclination to fight and give them weapons. We don't do it because it's just we don't do it when you. But I am curious. I got to ask you this one question, because I know how one cockfighter, one of the, the leader of the cockfighters, I know he answered it. You say you talk about the Constitution and protecting mm-hmm. animals. What about bestiality? No, that's unbiblical. The Bible talks about the morality of that. There's no but, place for that. Well, there's a separation between church and, and state. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Not in my mind. And I'm not BL. So you can't do that. But you know what he okay, said. Okay, hold on. Stop. I do know what he Time said. Out. Doesn't matter. Time out. So I've not been to a cockfight, so my opinion may not necessarily be completely valid because I've not actually seen it in person, and I'm very uh, much... actually the only one. The three of us have been at a cockfight is the animal rights activist. So, go and ahead. that's what I'm asking. That's the next thing I'm asking because Trent, you said you have not. Steve, how many have you been to? I've been to a couple, but. A couple cockfights at, at you know where I was is dozens and dozens of you know they 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 start out with a the fight starts in the main pit it's the biggest area but off to the main pit on both sides are two smaller pits on each side so there's a total of five and you get the the birds starting in one and and after a certain time period during which one or both of them are injured. And it now it moves, so the fight isn't going as fast and furious. They'll move those birds off to one of the other four pits. And so you can have three, four, five fights going on at one time. And, and it's, it's, it is a gruesome, brutal, and, and ridiculously cruel thing where, where people are, they're betting. That's what this is really all about, is betting. People are betting money. On people the, are the, betting on who's going to be the president, Steve. Yeah, but and the, president, the, right, the presidential Trent? candidates don't have gaffs on them. They're not cutting and ripping each other to shreds. Uh, I don't know. They might not oh, be razor blades, but they're weapons. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I do find it interesting. I have to point this out, and and I fully know what territory I'm walking in. We had a lot of people weighing in and commenting when we're talking about rodeo. We have nobody. Everybody's afraid to talk about the the cockfighting issue and i am not a cockfighter and i don't see myself ever being a part of such an endeavor but i am telling you it is a slippery slope and what is happening in the name of protecting cockfighting or guarding and legalizing against cockfighting every animal owner with a poultry is subject to arrest i have a perfect example tommy carano in new york he had no involvement in cockfighting whatsoever but he went to prison because he was an accessory to cockfighting it's I, a slippery I, slope to all animal ownership being subject to somebody's justice. It's dangerous to the human human being, period. No, you're seeing this. Go ahead, it's Jenny. It's dangerous I don't wanna... for them to do that. Do what? And that, that goes back on those of us who do raise poultry. You're who right, are Jenny. being humane and being and caring no, for you're their not. animals. No, you're not being humane. I'm Have not. You look- no, you're not being humane. Humane, by dic- dictionary definition, is manlike. That's exactly the slippery slope that we're trying to be led down this path, that we treat all animals like they're manlike. And I can show you, I got a 40-year plan of one of these animal rights groups whose plan is to make animals legal, granted legal citizenship status in the United States. And that's the path that we're following if we continue this. 
Trent, you're, I don't know what you're what you've got there, but you're grabbing something that's way off on the fringe. Not I mean, at all. Way off on the fringe. Jenny's right. The best way to protect your animal industries is to have a, a, a good set of ethical rules that are followed. It goes back to the rodeo thing. That it, and, and for instance, gun ownership. Let's take it off the animals for a second because okay. maybe you can look at it differently. You know, there are people out there who say the best way to protect gun rights is to let anything happen. Pigeon shoots, you know, uh, guns uh, in the Capitol, all this kind of thing. That's the slippery slope. You want to have a good set of, of ethics and rules that ensure responsible gun ownership. And it's the same thing with animals. It, it's not anything goes. Is that it, It's just like anything else in, in civilization, in, in society, where a good society has a good set of laws and they're followed. And, and those laws change as people's perceptions change and everything. They, you know, they morph, they go back and forth. But but to say anything goes like cockfighting, we we is- have we have the supreme law of the land. It's the Constitution of the United States, and because of all of these other peripheral issues that we're going to, and I, I'm not defending cockfighting, I'm defending the Constitution. We now have people that will walk past a person on the streets of Chicago that's in need and needs help to go rescue a dog. That is well, the, the worst part of what's happening in 2020, including COVID, in the United States. People matter most. I think most. that's a stretch. By trying it's to not a stretch. I can find you example, example after example. It's a slippery slope. It's incrementalism. I, I, I think a minute, a minute and a half. But Jenny, minute and a half. You get closing, and then Steve. I guess I'm the eternal optimist, and I like to. Th- see and think the best in everyone. And I guess if for me, it's hard to see fighting to shut down cockfighting, then causing the entire world, the entire country to stop paying attention to real solid, I mean, issues like homelessness that we have to address, especially here in rural central Illinois. Homelessness is like skyrocketing. That is an issue that also needs to be addressed. But I don't think that that issue is going to go away if we fight cockfighting. Steve. Trent, you referenced, you referenced God. And in the Bible, it's made perfectly clear that, that God has consideration for his creations. Uh, you know, referencing uh, the donkey that was beaten by Balaam, if I remember right, where God stepped down and said, stop it. He said, knock it off. He, he, he knows every, every sparrow that falls out of the nest. This is, this is important stuff. He's trying to tell you where he's coming from. And it's just a matter of whether you listen or not. Jenny knows the, the importance of, you know, what the hoop she has to jump through as far as running a responsible poultry operation. So you don't have disease transmission, for instance. Cockfighters can can enormously impact, not unlike COVID, the beginning of COVID, can enormously impact U.S. and beyond's food source by moving their chickens back and forth. These they're, they're not they're not being tested, they're not being certified, you know, to be disease free or anything. They don't care about that. They're breaking the law already. So they Jenny can't care right. about that because they would be outed. The law is what prevents them from monitoring disease. 
but right. 10, 10 seconds. I need to comment no. on this comment. I am not I, saying that I, fighting I got, for I the gotta go. rights is more important. We, hopefully, we have opened some eyes, created some dialogue. Steve Hendy, it's always a pleasure. Jenny, great conversation. Jenny, this is, is the you. first step. We will continue to go forward. And I should say, God gave dominion to man over animals and the planet. That's why we make them all better. We've journeyed down the road connecting rural and urban America. All three of us remind you that all roads do lead to a rural route.